spoiler alert. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking petty cash, starting on the Rogaine, and being bare everywhere else. What do we find at the pork store? A bunch of guys beating the meat. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. fucking ZD. Thanks for not turning it off when I, when I just started singing right there. Oh, boy. I feel so good listening to that music. It's you know? nice. It's real nice. It's a beautiful just, melody. It's just the way it is. It is the way it is. Uh, happy Easter, everybody, if you are uh, out there celebrating. Or not. Or not, like we aren't. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and welcome to No Fucking ZD, episode 53. Five. 54. 54. Is episode 54. I'm pretty positive of that and not even going to check. So if I'm wrong, <laughs> yeah, doesn't cool. fucking matter. We're just going to just going to freestyle this one. <laughs> no, right. no fact checks. Yeah, no, mo- no in the moment fact checks. We're going to break from the script. Uh, it's a super hot day. I, I yeah. uh, we, we went for runs today separately, but, but in the same place, but in the same place, <laughs> I'm still cooling down and walking around. I have sweaty pits, which is relevant because we sit with our arms around each other. <laughs> We're on the same couch face the same way arms around each other yeah you're um, you're, you're you're like definitely you've got that irish summer glow of just like yeah. looking like fucking strawberry red oh you know? yeah oh, oh putting some some cold bevies on my face uh time to drink beer uh rat pack kaisha <laughs> um this just is... free associate you know okay okay whatever spitball you know it's cool um egg salad i thought that i mean i was really thinking about egg salad since since last week yeah well i mean yeah, in general in general in general yeah. um and speaking of we officially say goodbye to carmine senior in this episode yeah, so yeah, um yeah. we'll see you at the crossroads carmine you think kaisha made that egg salad she, maybe if she's that diabolical haunting his she's ass still haunting his ass and now us and the rest of the series yeah, exactly. Um, and anyone within seven days, if you listen to this podcast, will be haunted by Kaisha from here on out. So yeah, FYI. Yeah, Kaisha has risen. <laughs> exactly. This is all, all that we're trying to yes, say. Yes, exactly. Um, I think that uh, we should just cut right to the chase here. Okay. Um, we... It's a very good episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another top 86. You're cutting was, right to the David Chase here. I just keep wanting to jump to Lorraine Caluso. We're almost. Well, so we've met Lorraine Caluso. We've met Lorraine, and she has a really good opening line where she's like, she says, uh, 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 Tony says, you know, oh, you're looking really good. And she is, you know, yep. and she says, ah, keeping it together with Pilates and gin. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> love that and then she introduces her like husband or whatever the love as of her life the love of her life yeah. as her partner right yeah she's my partner jason evanina yes yes and yes he's definitely got that like there's there's this like new jersey version of aladdin that mm. these guys seem to dress like mm-hmm. sometimes with like the really baggy pants tucked in like tucked in button down shirt but with like the but with the the collar open wide open yeah it's like it, i think they look, look a little bit like aladdin when they do that that's a good way to put it i like that yeah. actually yeah like, like the maitre d at like a goomba hookah bar in a strip mall in 
right. in New Jersey. Or like the one guy at like the palace, you know, like that club, like for younger, <laughs> like, you know, who's like a little too old to be there at yeah. the uh, like Sweet 16 or something. <laughs> That's what he kind of looks like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason won't be with us very long, so I don't feel bad making fun of him all that much. He's, no. He lasts a good three or four scenes. You think Jason so. likes pegging? He seems like a pegging type dude. Do you think he's a cuck? I think he's uh, not in the parlance of 2017. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that like <laughs> that, that, that uh, uh, Lorraine at one point tells him men are talking. <laughs> God. And she introduces him as her partner. Right. Uh, which is interesting yeah i like lorraine i like the cut of her jib here though she's just living the life she wants to live you know who yeah, cares yeah, if yeah, he's yeah. 30 years younger or who cares you know she's just doing it no i think that she's great and i think that it's fun that we're like introducing you know just some different stuff you know yeah, yeah. shaking it up a little bit mm-hmm. um like like we realize with most people and this is a good segue to tony uncle al i mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. uh it doesn't really matter what's uh what's in your backstory there's, you're nothing special right. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the mafia world. That's true. I guess nothing, that's true. Nothing works out. Right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't happen. That's true. Uh, yeah. And uh, and speaking of, right, we do meet Tony B. And if you know the series, I guess you kind of know where that's going. Um, Everybody dies, you know. Right. Right. Well, yeah. right. Eventually on a long enough timeline, as they say in Fight Club, the yeah. greatest movie of the 20th century. Uh, yep, yep. Um, I really, I, I mean, Helena Bonham Carter's character Kaisha mm-hmm. was really good, <laughs> right? In that, right. In that, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that. Uh, well, let, well, let's jump in. You know, on the ground floor with Tony Uncle Al here. Yeah. Um, so we meet some other people first. Whatever. Right. We don't need to worry about that so much. Right. But but Tony Blundetto gets out. And uh, it took me a few watches to notice this, but, you know, Tony goes by to uh, to to visit him mm-hmm. when he first gets back to his mother's place. Mm-hmm. And um, Tony's mother doesn't seem super pumped on seeing Tony, Tony Soprano. S. Yeah. 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 She seems like she's not pumped on really any of it. She's probably been through some shit with her son going to prison. And yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like clearly now he really is just the bad influence because like her son's kind of out of the mafia. Yeah. And here's the Don in New Jersey coming in. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And, totally. And, you know, like he says, he says, she says that he's looking for his suit. And mm-hmm. uh, and Tony's <laughs> like, you know, I mean, that's the that's that's a joke in and of itself. Yeah. That fucking <laughs> suit is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, but Tony's like, oh, we'll get him a new suit. And she's like, she's like, no, 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 don't get him a fucking new suit. Like, oh, does she, she actually shut him down like that? She, I, well, not like that, just... but she kind of throws she goes, she goes, he's fine. You know, right, like, right, right. like, stop. Don't. No, 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 no. Not yeah. that. Well, I'm, I'm sure she just wants Tony Blondetto to have nothing to do with even though they're cousins, you know, and family's the most important thing. But, I mean, you know. I want to say the same thing to him as Bobby Jr. says. How come I've never heard of you? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like it's it. They're not great at really holding people down while they're in jail. Let's be that's, honest. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. And I, I feel like the Bobby Jr. thing was kind of a little uh, nod to the audience because the, the Sopranos fans. <laughs> yeah, oh, kinda, that's a good point. They kind of got famous for for just being like, well, who's this Ralphie guy? Why haven't we heard of him? Who's this so-and-so guy? Why haven't we heard of him? Yeah. And uh, and so I feel like they're kind of making a little in-joke there. But also, that's, that's, a, that's a good point that when you go away, it's not like the family aspect is just, you know, as we've said a million times before, just total bullshit. Yeah. It's not like Tony really, you know, cares about who gets 
sent off to prison and even if they are family you know no, like exactly. if, if christopher went to jail do you really think like after a couple of months tony would still be like thinking about him actively and caring you know yeah that's the thing the only person who really gets a lot of attention while they're in prison is johnny sack but he was yeah. he's a boss when that goes down right right so they gotta i mean that's a, it's a whole can of worms right um, right it's this whole thing a whole can of johnny's <laughs> right. um but uh, you know, even at the even at the dinner when Tony's giving the toast, you can see there are a couple of shots where you can see uh, Tony B's mom, and mm. she's sitting there, and she's just like, she has this kind of like terrible look on her face. Yeah, and uh, and when they surprise that when they surprise them, like right at the beginning, she's like, ah, oh, and and yeah, and Tony's like, like, ma, stop crying, and she's not crying, she's just like, uh, yeah, I don't like this. Like, yeah. look at all these fucking people. Yeah, probably so. a lot of bad memories, I would think. Um, yeah, and dude, being in prison for fucking fifteen years, like I cannot imagine. Uh, not at all. No. Yeah, that's that's just that's crazy. Because that I mean, that's like you know, we're old enough now to remember things kind of vividly from fifteen years ago, like this show. <laughs> and and one, on yeah. the one hand, it doesn't feel all that long. It's like oh, fifteen years that flew by. Uh, but day by day, oh but my only god, because of all the shit that happened. Well, right. You know yeah. what I mean? If your life like, was a static and you're still coming out wearing the same suit that you wore <laughs> going in, <sighs> it, I just can't even imagine. Yeah, it must be just yeah. terrible. Uh, and you know, so that's a good segue because Tony, of course, will find out over the course of the season, but he feels pretty guilty that his cousin went to jail 100%. and that he didn't. Uh, I actually never noticed, but that History Channel thing he's watching. I never really put this together until watching it this time. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy's talking about someone else basically falling on a sword or taking a bullet for him. Yeah, um, and from Band of Brothers. Is that that's a, that's that's Band of Brothers? Or that's or, not specifically Band of but Brothers, but that's, Band of Brothers. that's about the 101st Airborne. I mean, Babe Heffron is a big character in Band of Brothers. That's but, right. You're absolutely but right. Like, but that's probably. I mean, they definitely did an episode that was specifically about. Uh, that was specifically like a documentary, right? Okay, with, that was made up of like all those interviews. Yeah, but I think that that particular one must have been some sort of other documentary about the hundred and first. Yeah, I guess because it had like the old footage and shit. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that. But it was real subtle how they like. Uh, what what do they cut from? It, I remember it being really. It's like the party or something. I think it's actually right before he gets out, which is why I never really. I mean, I paid attention to it, but not not enough. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, Tony watching watching the History Channel, you know? But, yeah. like, I don't think we'd actually met Tony B quite yet in the okay. episode. Okay. But soon. Yeah. Well, whatever it cut from, cuts from, it's interesting that, like, yeah. there's, like, there's just, like, this bomb explosion, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I remember well, thinking that. So next time you watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, keep an eye out. Figure out what it is. These are NFC clues. <laughs> there's multiple NFC clues per episode. Another NFC breadcrumb yeah. brought to you by... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, it is subtle in a way, I guess, because, of course, I didn't ever really notice it. But at the same time, it's also rewatching. Like, of course, it's a brilliant show, but it's not as complicated in some ways as, as I feel like I made it or a lot of people made it. Like, it was actually, oh, that's pretty on the nose. It's just that you yeah. haven't really seen Tony well, B yet. We, so. we just don't know. Yeah. So it's 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 going to creep up really right. slowly how Tony actually feels about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. It's going to take a few episodes for him to fully embrace feeling like shit right. about it. And, and also like knowing that he got away by the skin of his ass. Yeah. Not having, you know, gone on that particular heist. Right. That got, that got Tony B into trouble. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's already kind of creeping up, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, this is like the show is getting really just getting even better at the way they handle passive aggression. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> and like, because there's so many scenes where he's, I mean, obviously like the, the boy are you fat joke is like pretty like 
you know straightforward but there's so many other little moments where he's just like he's like what do you mean by that like are you mad at me about something like or like you know <laughs> like it's just so apparent looking back at it now how how yeah. uncomfortable tony feels about all of it you well, know it's clear that tony b has a little bit of animosity and yeah. it's also clear that tony s it's just like really is guilty of feeling guilty about something because he's always just like what yeah what are you saying exactly you know? yeah and it like changes the way he ends up treating the guy and then it comes out in crazy ways where he's just screaming at Christopher and Silvio in the back of the bing later in the episode and they just don't even they're just like okay great thanks Tony like yep, <laughs> they don't yep. even know how to handle it yep. um, but yeah it's like really manifesting in there and coming out in this like crazy diarrhea <laughs> of the mouth that's totally the case I mean he he there's all this stuff that's working together where he, he winds up feeling worse about himself because the nice shit that he does for people is often Mm. like grounded in some sort of thing that he did wrong to fuck someone over at one point or another. Yeah. You know, like he brings up the arty thing in this episode and is like, I tried to kill himself who takes the blame. And it's like, dude, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, that's not the full story, but also like what an omen for Tony B. Yeah. Like, like right when he gets out, like this is the first thing he hears is that like, that his cousin who's the boss is on the outs with this guy because he tried to kill himself yeah exactly somehow it had to do with tony and he's like ah what are you gonna do with this guy come on you know like (laughs) yeah just ridiculous just always deflecting i I would run and hide yeah um speaking of someone asked about a spinoff last last episode and i actually feel like the tony b arty spinoff is the best spinoff the show could have done when they like just Mm -hmm. doing like three stooges routines the entire time (laughs) yeah that's actually fucking hilarious i would love to i that's i mean that's still very possible i'm just saying if the show wants us to put it together we'll do it consider this a formal pitch yeah we'll throw together um like a diorama mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we could do maybe a powerpoint a powerpoint yeah good i think that's the way to do good. it yeah definitely yeah um i i mean i could definitely see it with with just tony b you know mm. like better they could call it better better called tony uncle l right <laughs> <laughs> kind of rhymes <laughs> that works on many levels actually I yeah like exactly <laughs> um but he, oh but he died right so we can't do that spoilers he dies yes yeah right yeah so i guess and, it's just gonna be an arty spinoff yeah, which again i'm pretty fine with actually i would love that yeah i yeah. think he's a totally slept on actor yeah yeah that's very true no uh yeah tony's tony b is gonna gonna die you guys and uh and this is uh, a, this is a, this story feels more tragic because it only takes him one season i know right i could be like around for a long time he, his whole life was only 11 episodes basically i yeah. mean you know and i think yeah. he might even not be in one in the middle so that's a short life right that's true yeah i mean i've it's, been in more episodes than that <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that that nowadays you know the the heat has really shifted away from from film and now mm-hmm. television is like the real hot ticket and you know that's why you have anthony hopkins agreeing to do a series mm-hmm. um where he isn't like fucking killed in the first two episodes or mm-hmm. something you know yeah um i thought they were gonna do something like they did with spader when S- steve carell left the office which we'll just have him come in for like one or two and- of episodes. yeah because <laughs> yeah. they kind of build it as like james spader is now in the office but he was like in the office for a minute and yeah a half. yeah and then um, will ferrell as well i believe right and yeah right, right yeah um and but like i really think this paved the way in 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 many respects for some of the things that they do now where it's like oh we're gonna have this like mega actor yeah come in and do i mean i i, I don't know if you call i mean i steve buscemi is is definitely like at the top of like the fame and and recognition 
certainly the recognition and the uh and the overall, I don't know, respect type list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as far as actors are concerned, he's not like a conventional Hollywood superstar, but I would certainly consider him a star, like yeah. a big star. Like he's, he's a list, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, completely. Like, no question. Yeah. No doubt. Um, and like, to, and, and definitely was at that point. Mm-hmm. And like to have him, this was like right after Fargo. Yeah, this ha- was Happy Gilmore. Less than, less than ten years after. <laughs> yeah, he went from Happy Gilmore <laughs> right to the Sopranos set same day. <laughs> um, and he borrowed the suit from the wedding singer. Right, <laughs> so, that's probably true. Yeah. That's, that's why he's in that wardrobe. They had to actually rewrite the character because of that. <laughs> so, like, it's 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 interesting that they were able to pull that off. I mean, it shows what a great show it is. Mm-hmm. But it but it's another way in which Sopranos was kind of this like proto you know, new millennium, yeah. uh, mega series because like they had these real Hollywood people coming in and, and, and being in the show for, for yeah. a moment. And they somehow weren't bigger than the show, you know, like, yeah, which that's is, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know like I, I, I've heard David Chase talk about how Alec Baldwin was like begging at one point to be on that show. And he was just like, we don't take movie stars. We just don't do it. And then of course they take Steve Buscemi, <laughs> but, but Steve Buscemi but, like is an outlier in a lot of ways. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, like Alec Baldwin would have would have been noticeable. Which, it but it's felt hilarious. Like he was hosting SNL. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, We're like we got a great show for you tonight. <laughs> we got James Gandolfini. <laughs> Meadow's gonna take her pants off. You know? like, yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes it very funny though that his brother winds up in Cleaver. Just, just by the way. Um, but uh, do you think they did that on purpose to burn Alec Baldwin a little bit? I don't bit? know. I want well because Alec Baldwin eventually ended up hosting that special conversation with the cast and crew on like the Sopranos like five hundred dollar box set thing right. that came out. Right. So right. he made clear he was a fan of the show. It seems like they eventually paid him back in some way. Um, yeah, but, only a fucking Hollywood A-lister can be like, "Hey, I really like your show. You owe me." Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, exactly. It's not like you don't walk up to the Rolling Stones. And you're like, "I've really liked you for a long time. Like, what are you gonna do for me?" Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? Listen, Mick. Listen, Mick. Uh, um, fucking Mick. Uh, but yeah, Steve Steve Buscemi. He, he directed a couple episodes. That's I mean, right. he did Pine Barrens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did he do anything in season four? Actually, I can't remember now. I think he did. Uh, something in season four. I want to say it was last season. Uh, yeah, I think so. I feel like we could look this up if we truly wanted to find out the um, answer. What, go to the library? <laughs> yeah, we'll go to the library. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that takes so much time, though. If there was like something instantaneous to look yeah, it up on. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he directs an episode this year, and then he definitely directs Johnny Sack's daughter's wedding episode next year. Oh, so, Mr. and Mrs. Sacrimony. Yeah, yeah. So he makes... Oh, and then he's in the, the dream seat. He comes back a couple times, actually. Um... But yeah, yeah, he seems to just fit with the style of the show and they obviously trusted him with like, you know, directing. So like he it was probably a very easy transition from directing to acting for him. Yeah, yeah. And uh how anyway, cons- how conspicuous was he when he first came on the show for you? Um I I mean, I I knew it was Steve Buscemi for sure, and it was just kind of a, a little, I guess a little, yeah. you know, cuz especially when he's like breaking breaking out the Jackie Gleason uh, impressions and he's showing his comedic chops and everything, yeah, and, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I definitely think of him as Tony B now when I watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. And in general, yeah. anything I see him in, I say that's Tony B. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw him on the subway once. Really? Yeah, I was like exiting the subway at 14th Street, and he was coming in on the AC. Yeah, and it was like it was chilly out, and he had on like a like a pea coat and like a scarf and like a polo Ralph Lauren like baseball cap, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. 
I like, I was walking out and he was walking in and I made eye contact with him and he, and he had this look in his eyes, like of just like 100% like, like he was like begging me with his eyes not to, not to address him. Nice. Like, cause wow. I made eye contact and I was just like, Oh shit, it's Steve Buscemi. Like, that's cool. And, and <laughs> like, I think he could probably see the light bulb go off. In my, you know yeah, what I right, mean? Right, like yeah, when people the, recognize yeah, like, oh, you, shit, yeah. Cause it happens to me all the time from this podcast. So right. I know. Um, but and like, any, anytime we talk, but it was just like this look in his eyes, like, no, 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 please, please, man. <laughs> like, come on, you know? And so I just like kept walking. Yeah. That's the way to like, do it. You're though. fucking cool. Yeah. It's uh, better than when I saw Louis CK at a furniture store and I was like, Hey man, like I saw your show last year and like, you were really funny. Like, sorry to bug you. And he like, didn't let me off the hook. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like, all right. Whatever he like shook my hand, but he was like, "Thank you, okay, yeah, see ya." You know, yeah. I don't know if I would approach. I don't know if I would approach him specifically. Like, I kind of want to be like, okay, like there's a mistake. I'm going to leave you over there. You know, I respect your comedy and your talent, but it's it's, we don't have to talk. You know, yeah. Um, for any now we're getting I'm just like slip sliding (laughs) sidetrack here. I was was actually thinking about the last thing about Louis C.K. I was thinking about the dude who um who wrote us about his comedy routine. mm Hmm. Is it like a crazy well, it's storm like a happening outside, outside yeah. all of a sudden? Wow, Easter. Yeah, maybe it's the last Easter. This could be it, guys. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I was thinking about our friend with the uh, stand-up comedy routines. Yep, yep. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> he, our friend with the microphone. Um, but uh, Louis C.K. was on uh, on Colbert. And he was like, yeah. and he said something really important, which was like, I've been doing stand up for, uh, for 28 years or something like that. Jesus. And it's been really, really great for the last four. <laughs> that's, so other yeah. than that, it was really shitty. That is, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that is an apt description of yeah, like any last, kind of art. The last four have just been gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it was really kind of a, a bummer. Uh, see, he, he, I mean, yeah, he knows how to put it every time, but still. I, he's, I, he's not wrong. And I get it. And I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, just to finish the thought, I saw Steve Earl walking around the other day, which no was, way! which was just no, amazing. That's topic with hbo exactly yeah stuff. wire fans treme fans like he's in treme like once uh and Tream. music fans it's pronounced dream a dream yeah. <laughs> like extreme um but yeah that was fucking cool and just because like he just does not give a fuck anymore he's and the he was fucking man yeah, though but he's just walking around with like a flip phone basically and just <laughs> and like long cargo shorts work boots and just a ripped up t-shirt and like you could i mean by voice you can recognize him you know and i oh, started talking on the phone it was just like oh my god you're like steve earl where'd you see him was it just like on like carmine and something in the city like Harmony and Bleaker in the city around there to, like I bet he like for a big night out he goes to like Bobby Flay's restaurant probably like Mesa Grill <laughs> yeah. gets like like $22 guacamole <laughs> Jesus that can sounds... you see that happening if he visits near he's like you want to go get a margarita or he probably doesn't drink anymore <laughs> I don't think so I think yeah. that he's I think he had, had a little... serious uh issues yeah after he uh helped bubbles out of his drug addiction i don't think he ever went back to, <laughs> to uh any of that stuff i wonder about that eh, maybe um speaking of alcoholism mm-hmm. chrissy is not having a great time no he's he not takes every little slight to his sobriety very personally yeah 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 like these guys i was thinking about it when uh when little Polly is given given the drinks to the ladies and stuff and he's like and uh nothing and nothing for you <laughs> Like it is a snarky thing to say, but these guys break each other's balls about literally everything. Yeah, and it's little Polly. 
and like, it's little Polly. Yeah. But like he, but like he says that, and Chrissy just like has a mini tantrum. He's just like, like his body language, like he can't handle it for a moment. He's just like, what the fuck, you know? Like that's his, <laughs> the way he looks, and it's just like, dude, you gotta chill out. You yeah. Know? Have a drink. <laughs> have a drink. He's, Why don't you have a fucking drink? Yeah. He's uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like an adolescent, basically. Um, it must be so hard. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, is he also like? sexually frustrated because Tina's just being like fine as hell in front of him and saying the most insanely direct things ever I mean like it's holy really shit direct yeah and also I love just about little Polly like the it's such a it's amazing that the show gets away with comedy like this but they go from the girls in the bathroom doing their hair to Tina saying like my date's waiting out there and then they cut and just the fact that they cut to little Polly made me like laugh <laughs> yeah, out loud yeah, exactly. I, just, I mean it's just perfect it's really good but also like like the shit that Tina's saying about Chris she's like you don't know what it's like out there eh? <laughs> like Chris he makes money he's got great hair like the fact <laughs> They threw that uh, like they didn't have to throw it in there. No, no. But no. it's like something Chrissy would say about himself. It's like, of course, I could m- do male modeling. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> of course, yeah. it'd be a success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right before he writes his memoirs, like this, he he's like a total bonehead. But I guess he's like, I guess he's really like a he's kind of big man on campus in that part Almost, of the world. Almost, yeah. He's getting up there. Um, well, you know who else is fine as hell right in his face more and more these days is fucking Adriana. Good lord. Yeah, looking good. I mean, for a lot of stress going on in her life but uh but uh yeah looking her, good. Her, her bowels are about to have some issues but yeah, yeah. whatever he know. doesn't know he doesn't realize what he's got that christopher um no he really doesn't <laughs> but yeah i mean they're struggling she's obviously struggling we'll, we'll we'll get into like the whole uh the rat pack like the uh that they kind of focus on in this episode i guess in the second part the second, painting the, the painting we're gonna yeah. only talk about that painting in the second half yeah. um but yeah they're having a tough time um but just to wrap up like Tony B for now, I mean, yeah. we uh, I mean, basically, we have yet a, yet again, another guy who's just saying like, no, 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 I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to go straight. Yeah. Um, although I guess that really becomes a theme like from here on out because we have Steve, uh, Steve B and uh, <laughs> Steve B. <laughs> and then Vito next year and then even Tony for a minute next year sort of has that like stop and smell the roses epiphany. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, for now, yep. Tony B is going to work at the laundromat or the uh, laundry, the linen service, the linen service, the laundry warehouse driving With his Kim. truck. Uh, so he's yeah, he's decided he's not going to go straight or he's going to go straight, which we kind of all can probably assume is going to go pretty poorly. Yeah. And the problem, the, the problem is like he's good at it. He's into it. He's got this. He's he's bushy tailed, you know? Yeah. And um, I just love that they chose for him to be a masseuse. Yeah, you know, he's not like a cook or like it's not one of the things that's like in Tony's book of approved professions. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He's a fucking masseuse. And like, I love when he gives the guys massages at the at the bing and like and 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 they're just like, what the fuck is that? And like trying shirts, you know, and then like they cut to to Vito getting a massage and and Polly's like, oh, I had no idea. I was so stressed, you know, like, man, it was really, really funny. Tony walks in yeah. and it's his face is fucking priceless. It's like, great. Yeah. For five minutes, it turns into a fucking slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that is a good point though. Like he, he's not the typical mafias. He doesn't want to open a pork store or be like Artie. And yeah. you know, like I'm sure Tony's just kind of like thinking like, not only is he mad that the guy wants to go straight and do this really, yeah, kind of 
not mafia approved, masculine approved uh, career, but like he's, he's doing something that Tony's probably just thinking in his head, like, how do I get a piece of this? Actually, I don't know anyone in the massage therapy business, you yeah. know, like there's just no in for Tony there. He, well, and he thinks he wants to open a fucking happy ending bar. Well, right. So that's, like, I guess. That's the, he, yeah. and, and he's like, no licensed massage therapist yeah. and he's like oh because <laughs> clearly there's a difference right yeah he just they're they're not you know they're not uh as close as he likes to say they are which you know they're just not anymore then they've really gone down like two completely diverged paths and uh yeah and yeah i think it's like another thing that kind of just brings up all this like anger and self-resentment for Tony and that kind of stuff for Tony both Tony, a, Tony, Tony I think S. for both Tony's because t- Tony B there's no Tony A by the way right, right. Um, but he's our Tony A yeah exactly <laughs> totally um and I mean but you know eventually they will be led back into each other's arms just right. by the normal frustrations of life right and and how like just being on the straight and narrow kind of sucks balls you yeah. know what I mean I know like I can vouch <laughs> yeah <laughs> every time I watch this it's like god damn it yeah <laughs> it really is that boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah just you know the fucking the 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 re- repetition of life yeah you know? regularness yeah. regularness of life I know yeah um yeah, you know, you can't uh, can't be spending your afternoon at a strip club, I guess, if you want to actually go the straight and narrow, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I just, we just have to figure out how to go the straight and narrow for, like, a short amount of time, but have it, like, work for us for a really long time. Yeah, some, you some, know, no. stocks, and, I guess. Yeah. Bonds. Or, like, a, just write one, like, insanely popular movie. Yeah. And then just like coast. Yeah. <laughs> so you if know? you guys have ideas, actually, yeah. yeah. Instead of questions, tweet us your ideas for movies we could write and make a lot of money off. Of. Or just any way to make money. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. something that we could do to make money. And by the way, we're, uh, I mean, I, like we're going to actually set up some sort of tip jar for ourselves yeah. this year. We have to do that. Yeah. Because we we've been offered a lot of beers, a lot of virtual beers, and we want to cash in on that. Yeah. Yeah. We want those beers. <laughs> well, we do drink a lot of beers. So even That's when, true. even when we record like in my studio, it's, still costing us something right that's true you know what i mean <laughs> that is this, true this podcast is so in the red it's like unbelievable uh that is true and um so let's let's go take a break and maybe grab a beverage of some kind another, and we'll come back another one we'll talk about uh the rat pack so that's aid dick and ray that's a three ra- yeah and uh so we'll talk about yes, them yes and then See, uh, I never caught this thing about the fucking title and I'm so frustrated now because like yeah. you definitely you just did a little crossover layup there and I gotta I gotta fire back with some wisdom here just and I just have to figure you. out how yeah, you just pot, <laughs> podcast posterized. I'm man. gonna have a, a shoe line with just a black and black silhouette of me next to a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> like on the, jumping on the, on over the tongue. It. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, good. All right, so we'll be back with some more shoes and uh, and some more uh, sopranos. No fucking CD. Get a That's just the way. No fucking ZD is brought to you by the Town Master Massage Chair. I paid my dues time after time. I 
Everybody costumes are just getting very hot. Do you think we need to keep wearing them? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the fucking CD episode. Something we forget. It's an episode. Uh, it's it is an episode. Um, and we're talking about the Rat Pack and uh, Rat Pack. Yeah, the painting specifically. Yeah, that painting is like a super ugly piece of shit. Right. And we usually don't like modern art. We, I usually says. I usually like modern art. I do too. But I just love that <laughs> he considers that modern art. I mean, it, I guess. Like technically, it is. Uh, yeah, and that it was made the day before on Canal Street. Yeah, and, exactly, and oversold. It's like the it. kind of shit that you see in like a fucking like a Vegas hotel room. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could make that in Photoshop in like forty five seconds easily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> less, less. <laughs> you just open Photoshop and it's done. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all. That's it. It's like it's actually like one of those fucking like the demo like yeah. uh, documents that they send you. Yeah, like, exactly. Check that. This is the Rat Pack. This is what you, this is what you could do with Adobe Photoshop. Yeah. If you were dope. Yeah. Um, there's another commercial we just gave to a major corporation that's not giving us any money for <laughs> anything. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, so They need our help, too, because Kendrick Lamar just dissed Photoshop. House, oh, that's true. In his new video, right? Yeah, he wants to see an ass with some stretch marks. and I don't disagree. Apparently, he doesn't know that you can use Photoshop to put more stretch marks on an ass. That's true, actually. So if, I don't think you should diss Photoshop. Yeah. Why like, doesn't he just... Hate the game mm-hmm. hate, hate, the hate, the, hate the player hate the graphic designer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hate the application yeah. uh very true he should just be photoshopping stretch marks all over the place if he's really into that um so dick Massarone, we haven't seen in kind of a while this boring cocksucker as tony liked to refer to him a couple seasons ago uh, was that too harsh? <laughs> you just looked at me. Like, <laughs> no. Whoops. Sorry. No, I just took a sip of my beer and I was enjoying it for a second. I, I just like actually for a few full seconds, I was thinking about something completely unrelated. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I'd like to Photoshop a t-shirt <laughs> at some point. Like onto a shirtless person? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like Photoshop a t-shirt onto other photos of I see. other stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just yeah, he called him a boring cocksucker. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you felt like that, like maybe the FBI, like, Send him to finishing school or something like like a Motown artist or something to learn how to like be chummy with mafiosos oh, because maybe. because they needed him undercover. Well, he's a lot better. Yeah, he's a lot like, better. Like, Tony Sprano hates you, <laughs> so <laughs> we gotta what? have you be more fun. It's like, no, he loves me. They're like, and they played him the tape. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably I'm gonna believe that's what happened at least from Please. now on. And, and it's like, pro- like let's just imagine it really killed him. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, fuck. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's very chummy with them. Um, I mean, to the point that actually that's kind of what gets him killed in the end, unfortunately. Uh, right. Spoilers, by the way, he dies. Uh, this episode, it's not this a spoiler. Episode, yeah. Um, so, well, just in case someone watched half and then was like, I'm going to listen to the first half of the podcast before I finish the show. Are there people doing that? Uh, yes. Well, wow. so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, he, um, you know, like they kind of tell his story in this episode yeah. to kind of really 
really they're kind of showing us like hey listen as much as you think it's going to go a different way this is the end of age of adriana as well you know right they kind of like put these two parallel stories in this episode along with raymond curdo so i guess actually they kind of show you two different possibilities because raymond is just going and he's totally fine uh hasn't yeah, been caught Ray's he's like a fucking employee but ray 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 has got the right attitude mm-hmm. because he doesn't take any of it too personally it seems nope seems like he's got a good thing going yeah he seems to be quite a stickler for that petty cash so that's cool i love how he's having them petty cash a shirt oh uh, yeah <laughs> that ralph Ciferetto spilled something on yeah exactly <laughs> which doesn't surprise me one bit first yeah. of all no no second no. of all this is like what i do with like business expenses and my taxes oh yeah you know like if i'm like buying a fucking shampoo and like you text me about something i'm like oh business expense oh yeah totally like right off the bat so like ray's just working the system mm-hmm. you know and he's and he's doing a really good job yeah and uh, and totally under the radar, no one no one would even suspect him. So and so he's for now at least surviving. I think it's and working that, for him because he he seems to have zero remorse about it, which I love. Yeah. It makes me respect Ray like way more. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, why not? It's just uh, yeah. It's, it's if it's you versus me, it's I'm gonna go to the FBI and tell them that this podcast was illegal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm gonna get out of it. Um, Look, he, this guy's writing off shampoo. That's not okay. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, they're kind of showing you like the two paths that that Adriana could kind of go down here. She could just be kind of a rat for life right. and just accept that, right? Or she could go, she could go the way of Dick Masserone, and uh, and as she does, she winds up dead somewhere. Unfortunately, um, like in, she winds up dead somewhere. She winds up yes, just completely dead. The way you emphasize so, somewhere. Well, I guess because he winds up in a trunk, we don't really know what happens to Adriana after uh, she crawls uh, off screen. Uh, 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 I would like to think they put her in a, a nice spot and uh, marked it with some beautiful flowers, but yeah. something tells me something terrible after that. I mean, Worse I know, than dying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just going to give everyone a heads up on this uh, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Adriana got shot. Yes, that's it. Yeah, they didn't let her go. I don't want to no, hear that no, no. shit. Of course not. I can't live with that. So let's just stir the pot right now. Yeah, we're going for it this season. Yeah. That's what we think. No, she's 100% dead by the end of the season. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Dick and Tony <laughs> get, uh, you know, hanging out, getting to know each other a little more and on a more personal level, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I, I love this little process that they go through, like how the mafia, how Tony and Silvio and Christopher all kind of react to, um, you know, the cops at the beginning of the episodes see tony and dick together they see the fbi guys outside yeah um well they don't just, necessarily see tony and dick together no, I guess they don't they see the they fbi see, guys they make note of the plates which right. it, you know if it comes back a no hit means it's feds it's right um and uh actually patsy really you know he's he, he's become one of the low-key like super clutch dudes in the outfit yeah you know what I, like for tony and will continue to be uh for the rest of the series. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like, I really love that. How he's, I remembered your good model lives up there, you know, <laughs> Valentina, I guess, right. Valentina. Yeah. 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 So I guess she lives up wherever that mm-hmm. is. Um, mm-hmm. perhaps <laughs> up there, perhaps fucking our, our resident NFC geographer, Mr. Whatever his name is, can help us out with that. <laughs> the something. The something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it was, it was probably at something, but yeah, yeah, right, that's right. <laughs> at something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think he sees. But like they put it together really quickly. Yeah, and then I just love that uh, Tony has kind of a real moment because Dick stupidly 
says that Tony looks like he lost weight. Yes. Clearly bullshit. Yeah. And uh, that's a great comedic moment with the three of them in the back. Because Tony yeah. knows, Silvio knows, Christopher, like everyone knows that like, oh, I see. He said that, huh? Like yeah, they, yeah, they all exactly. know what that means, yeah. which is great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do love that Tony leaves, though. He leaves the Bing going to meet up with him. And he's he's just like, I have a I have an eye for this stuff. I know it's he sucks at it. <laughs> and then he comes back and he's just like, what the fuck? Am I a mind reader? How am I supposed to know? Well, And, and <laughs> like, his his like secret weapon is giving someone that big dumb hug and like rubbing their back like yeah. really conspicuously to see if he can feel a wire on their yeah. back. You know yeah. what I mean? talking about <laughs> like that shit that he does with pussy at the beginning of like the second or whatever season yeah yeah um, yep. where, where he does that kind of he like feels them out he like gives them the hard slaps and then like really rubs them down yeah <laughs> looking, well, looking for it <laughs> i mean the fbi was at least a little prepared for that by giving him this really just the hat like the hat which is so noticeable but but he's got an ex- he has an excuse for everything yeah and and i guess he he's he plays it as as well as he could you know with like he's just like Tony I gotta be honest like I don't like what I'm hearing here and that like really just kind of messes with Tony's head and he's not totally sure um well but, but Jack Matt I mean when people everybody who's wearing a wire says shit like that to Tony yeah you know like uh like like fucking Jimmy in the first season he comes down there. he's true. like he's like I gotta tell you I don't like what I'm hearing out there yeah the Colombian money you know like He's like, ah, but Tony's really good. I feel like he's just made a habit of like not really saying anything. Yeah. I mean, like he tries to, in the first scene in the diner, he's like trying to get him to talk business and Tony just won't do it. Talks about the painting instead. You know, goes, I'll look into it. You yeah, know? exactly. It seems like he really just wanted to eat pie, you yeah, know, pretty much. He's just looking for a friend. I mean, he's single, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's part of, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely like taking, taking applications for new homies. He, yeah, he is. It's, you know, at that point in life, it's more about companionship than anything else so he's just looking for a friend i think tony and uh i don't know what i'm saying um, i think you're right maybe I think you're right i but, mean he's it's just really weird all of a sudden he's like you know i like him i know yeah that's that's, that's what's funny about it. he's like you know i used to think he was, i think he even says i used to think he was really boring but after i got to know him i actually kind of like the guy uh it's it, it, it's very very interesting it is well you know and then last thing about him like I, I do like that you know again Tony figured out about Big Puss through his dreams you know it mm-hmm. was something that he just knew underneath all along I like that they don't you know they find a way to make the realization funny and also not like him staking Masserone out. It's not belabored. Yeah. That, that would have been so boring. Exactly. And Plus, no one gives a shit about Masserone. That's the other thing. Like, well, like right. Pussy's much a, a much tougher decision. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been all that exciting if they were just like stalking his house or, or yeah. anything like that. But still, it was. it's just an, a nice way to kind of like subvert those expectations. And mm-hmm. and Silvio even refers to it as, as a process. And I feel like that's a word I hear in TV like all the fuck time where it's just like expand well, we, on that i mean like in tv you know there's just like there's the artful storytelling and like there's mm-hmm. entertaining obviously but there's, there's also just kind of like well we have to like make sure we hit like these process beats where you're basically just like literally just moving the plot along like the thinking it over montage yeah or that or like i'm thinking like even in terms of like a build show for example like a, a house remodeling show where it's kind of like <laughs> you, you check in with the people you're building the house for and they kind of talk about like their emotional thing like you know like we just want to have kids and we just want this playroom in our attic you know yeah. and but that, and, then, and the man's always like 
media room. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. <laughs> no good reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, and then then you have your process scene where it's like to do that, we're going to do this and build the house exactly like this. And, oh, right. You know, and but even in like a CSI. Like, so or we, should, like, we really hope that this isn't a support beam. Right. Because it'll keep us under budget. And then it's definitely a support beam. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But even in scripted shows like CSI or like Bones or I don't know, something else. Uh, Bone Thugs the, is one of my favorite Bone shows. Bone Thugs, the show. Um, the Criminal Minds, cr- <laughs> Criminal Brain Show is another one. Yep. Like all those, they kind of just like, they'll, there's so much process you know where it's like first we put the blood through the lab and like figure out who's you know you know just stuff like that oh totally um, and, and and we get that earlier in the sopranos like you know like with the fbi especially where, when they're creating that uh the the lamp mic that's true with, yeah. your, with your favorite song mm-hmm. um and uh <laughs> but like they do stay away from that i like how we've seen this process once with puss right and it was highly emotional and like really fucked up and then we see it again with Massarone, mm-hmm. and it's super fast but like we don't i mean let me rephrase we don't we don't need to see it again they don't make us go through that whole thing mm-hmm. it's just kind of a funny thing because the guy tells tony that that he lost weight and we're sitting there and we're like oh oh yeah <laughs> get right. away you know yeah. and then we go through it again with adriana but that we've known about all along and it's not about them figuring it out. It's about her trying to figure out what to do, which is yet another new angle on that same story. True. Yeah. Very you true. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they don't do it over and over again. Yeah. True. Which is really, really, it's like if the, if the show like stayed in its season one sort of lane where it was like, here's a new racket they have figured out. Oh, and another one. <laughs> right. And here's another one. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, I, I, I like how like this, story is being told from many different perspectives but it really is like the main i think that the idea of the rat is like the main uh uh what do you call it the the main uh like not en- enemy uh, uh antagonist or um yeah yeah like- it's, yeah exactly it's like the main antagonist to tony in general uh, yeah because right. if he can keep people afraid of the of being a rat and yeah, not yeah. wanting to do that, then he can, he knows how to navigate when everyone is playing, when everyone's on that mafia side. Right. You know what I mean? He can pit people against each other. He can navigate. He can, he can cap people. He knows how to work that shit, but right. it's this like FBI X factor that makes it so much more difficult. That yeah. kind of like makes it, um, a sort of a moving target to like keep his boat, afloat right right yeah i mean well you know i mean the government is the biggest and most organized you know like the opposition he could go up against i guess in some ways i say let's just get rid (laughs) of it too big what do they do yeah i don't like it it's swampy it's it's just swampy swampy. it's swampy as shit and i what do they do you know like i don't get it Uh, yeah it hasn't been necessary since world war ii (laughs) Um, just get rid of it. Just get them get, out of get here. Get rid of it. It's too expensive. You yep, know. Yep. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm sick of paying for this government. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Good. We figured it out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow, after a tough election year, I feel like we just figured everything out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think history supports our claims. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. I mean, so and so Adriana, we we should touch on her a little bit too. Uh, I would love just, to touch on Adriana. <laughs> I, as I was saying that, all day long. I realized what was going on. She's never coming on this podcast. No, I just no, realized we, as I was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> nope, never. Um, but she's feeling the struggles of of actually being an FBI rat. I'd you know, love to feel her struggles. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, it's 
I was going to say it's getting to her, but that's just another one. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, she's emotional. Okay. So she's emotional uh, about being around. Yeah. Bummer. <laughs> and, um, can't have that. Nope. <laughs> she's not hot. She's, she's getting emotional about being around. We'll say that. Uh, it's, 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 it's tearing her down. Sure. Uh, it's tearing up her. It's tearing up her heart when she's when with she's, Agent yeah, San Severino. Exactly. Um, and when they're apart, I think she feels it too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, we're kind of just getting into into her mindset here and what's going on. It's been more than a season, so it's been like a year and a half, I guess, in Soprano time. And yeah. she's kind of she's realizing like, oh, this doesn't just go away once I just give them like a little bit of information. It's still happening. And I think she's yep, yep. also putting together, you know, especially when she hears Rosalie talk about Big Puss, that uh, I think Adriana yep. is kind of realizing what a dead end road she's on as well. Right. Yeah, completely. And 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 the problem, see, the, the, the reason why she's having all these issues is because she takes her relationship with all these people very seriously. Yeah. Like she and Chrissy really do have the same problem in that they're both like kind of sold on on this this dream, this idea of what like the mafia is and like right. all this tradition and bullshit. But you know, Carmela is sort of the same as Tony in her own way where she's like, yeah. she's in it for herself, you know? Right. And in a way, Ray Curdo, Ray Curdo is basically doing it better than anyone else. I mean, I, cause I think that if Tony wasn't as sold on, on the tradition and the nostalgia of it as he is, he'd probably find a way to play both sides. And he eventually does sort of, you know what I mean? True. He kind of dips his toe into that water. Yeah. And like, I think that it's this like being locked to tradition and like feeling like this sense of belonging that is, that is making it hard for people. Right. Cause this, this shouldn't be that difficult for Adriana, you know, like she should just rat on Tony and run off with Christopher. You mean, and or just, just kind of like, or rat on everybody and just run off. You yeah. know what I mean? But she's, I mean, she's not super smart. So there's that she's smarter yeah. than Christopher, but she's not Sh- super smart. Right. Um, or at least not educated. Let's say that. Like, I don't think she's gone to any higher learning institutions that might like, I mean it in the sense that she doesn't have, she can't advocate for herself. Like that yeah. cocaine charge we talked about, like if she was just like, fine, hit me with the cocaine charge. Like I had some blow. Yeah, like, that's true. I'll be like on probation for six months or that's whatever. Yeah. Like, what do you, you know, I mean like she's not very practical about stuff. Um, and, and, you know, so she, she's trying too hard to like find a solution where she can still have what she thinks that she wants. Right. But what she doesn't realize is that like her, this isn't her fault that she's in this position. It's like, it's a, it's, it's really, um, a symptom of the machine that she's a part of Yeah, that's and that true. she's like buying into too much. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, even Carmela it, said like, you know, like she takes the guy's card. She's like, we might need this. You know what I mean? Like when, uh, agent Harris gives, you know, and when he's on the MRI machine or, or right. uh, on the operating table after the guys, the carjack and boys to men. Right, right. Um, true. That's true. Oh no, it wasn't boys to men. It was, I think it was Jamaican bobsled team with cap guns was what (laughs) Polly said about those guys. (laughs) But, uh, basically, um, even Carmel has been like, we're going to take this guy's car. I'm putting in, you know, like true. That's true. Just in case it's like, it's like next to her, like, you know, 
buy nine subs, get the tenth free car, <laughs> like, just, just in case, you know. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, there's the wallpaper man card right next she, to that. She always keeps. Yeah. yeah. But probably in a secret place. Uh, next to, but you know who the, the Ranger Rick might be in in her regular Rolodex though. Ranger Rick is definitely in the regular Rolodex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess Adriana just just for whatever reason just is either in love with Christopher, in love with the idea of being in love with Christopher, or just like in love with the idea of being in love altogether. I guess I feel like yeah. her dream is her wedding day. Like she's, you know, there are some people who just kind of dream about that. For whatever reason, you know, like mostly women. Well, yeah. Um, But I think that I think that's part of it. And then also just leaving everything behind in your life is kind of scary at the same time. But uh, yeah, 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 she just doesn't get it. She just it's too. uh, Yeah, it's just it's too bad. She's a perfect mark for them. Right. Unfortunately, they never really get anything out of her except for more incriminating shit on herself. Right. You know what I mean? I know. I know. That's really how it all comes to, like how it she, all falls apart in the yeah, end. Yeah. She stonewalls them like pretty good. Well, yeah. So she kind of, I mean, you know, like you just said, she's trying to figure out a way to keep her life. I mean, she's, she comes up with a temporary idea by the end of the episode just by throwing Tina un- and her dad under the bus for this like check cashing scheme they have going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I love. I mean, you got to survive somehow, you know, so she's, she's, she's doing what she can to, uh, to survive. Also, here. Tina's like fucking, you know, she's All really, Chrissy. laying it on pretty thick with Chrissy like right in front of her thick. face <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah unbelievably thick yeah uh, and um, but I love what Chrissy says to her. It's like, why do you always talk like a whore? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine that saying to a Just woman? Away with that, yeah. Like, I mean, I've like, you know, I don't get dirty talked by strangers all that often, or um, anyone we know personally, or anyone we know personally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> Except the anyways. Uh, but uh, can you imagine just looking back and being like? Why do you always talk like a whore? <laughs> like to, <laughs> no, to a real person and not getting slapped? No, not, I can't imagine that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But hey, Chrissy, it's got great hair. You know, if you have great hair, you can't get away with anything. Look, I'll tell you, that's not true. <laughs> okay, well, and I you know you have great hair. I know, so I guess I'll take your word for it. I'm, there. T- I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. Ultimately, it is it, it like going back to Christopher. I mean, it is super sad, right? Uh, right, 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 right. Because. You know, I mean, so we see how they handle the Mazarone situation uh-huh. where going back to that word process, actually, right. Tony storms out of the Bing. Silvio says Tony's got his own process. Let him do his thing. Christopher says, what's there to process? And then we go to this immediate, hard, fateful cut to Adriana in the media room with all the, the wives. Oh, Jesus. And it's just like, you know, so we're seeing whether, I mean, you, you know, I think as an audience member, you're like watching and thinking like she might get away with it. She might be okay. Like you hope for her you're really hoping she's by but, far the most relatable, most, uh, I, I can't remember words today, yeah, but she's like by far the most endearing character or the character that's most endeared to the audience who's in this position. And so you really yeah. do root for her more than anybody. You do. It's 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 especially tragic when she gets killed. Yeah. And, yeah, and especially like after she's been there for Chris with all of his AA yeah. stuff. And uh, we'll get to that anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, but, uh, you know, whether or not you, you know, what, what you want to happen will happen. I mean, it's just not going to. And they really, I think actually like once you've seen long-term parking, if you go back and watch this episode, it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, Oh no, they laid it all out in this episode. Like if you are a rat, I'm sorry, but like you get killed. That really is. it. And yeah. And so, and then, and yeah, she's really, she's doing this for people who really won't think much of her 
as soon as they find out about it, you know, like I didn't notice that cut, and I'm and I'm really glad that you pointed it out. I, I noticed it this time. I was like, oh shit, that like he says what they're to process, and it's just a hard cut right to Adriana's face, and it was like, oh shit, they're just I, I like they're setting up what we should be. They're preparing us for the end here, you know, of so, her, yeah. of her, of of her. Uh, of her the end of her the end of adriana you know this show will be the death of her (laughs) (laughs) i I think probably Um, yeah i mean that that's the thing it's it's uh there's a lot of foreshadowing but like we were saying earlier with tony b you know Mm -hmm. you might not have caught it Mm -hmm. having like not knowing really you know how things wind up working out for tony b Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah Um, totally going back and seeing it it feels more obvious than it did then but i think that there's a really good consideration for the audience having seen it for the first time and that like i think that like it's sort of like when things actually go down they Mm -hmm. smack of familiar familiarity Mm -hmm. like you can kind of like feel it Right. It's, it's not totally unexpected. Yeah. It's like whether you notice, even though it's fun and surprising. Right. But whether, yeah, whether you're noticed or not, like you still kind of picked up on it. Right. It's yeah. like this, it's like this, like a subconscious kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Inception levels into the Sopranos today. Interesting. You just kind of slip it in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. 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 Um, I loved the single frame flashes of, uh, of Adriana and Tony B dead. <laughs> yeah. That was, did you strange. catch those? I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I happened to pause on one right as my delivery guy got there. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, look at that. Yeah. Um, okay, so real quick, uh, Junior Alzheimer's. It's it's showing. Speaking of foreshadowing, his infarcts. His infarcts are are, starting. are really starting. Um, we're just two episodes or one episode away, actually. With of with uh, uh when he shoots Tony right before he shoots Tony. <laughs> no, yeah, we're skipping not, many episodes. That's not true. Uh, no, next week he will be wandering around North Jersey, uh, Newark, t- <laughs> talking to prostitutes on the street about getting half and halves and all this stuff. Um, I thought you meant an Arnold Palmer. To I be honest, I, I, like, yeah, that's I never hear that term a half and half. But yeah. then again, I don't pick up many prostitutes. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. And not many of them have a price list, I find. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. they don't, they, I mean, usually I get handed a menu and then I order. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not like getting guacamole. Right. You know, uh, yeah. So it's starting to show. So these, this last season, we were kind of, uh, you know, it's, we saw it a little bit, but he was faking it to get out of trial. But well, now he, it's like, he was a little, they, they're, 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 there have been moments, and I think the frequency of those moments have been ramping up. Exactly. Yeah, he's called. He's saying Tony Egg now. Tony he's, Uncle Egg. <laughs> saying, you know, he's he's forgetting whether or not they they even ate. I think. Yeah. Uh, now I'm forgetting stuff too. Uh, but so that's something to look out for. And then we get the first couple little beats of the New York uh, power struggle. Yeah, let's talk about. We talked about you know the, the Queen of Cock <laughs> right. uh, a little bit. <laughs> but let's right keeping it together with Pilates and gin and sucking your cock. Uh, but uh, so close. We're so close. We're so close. Um, (laughs) So, so no. So Johnny, uh, not Johnny's funeral. Carmine's funeral Mm -hmm. is very telling of things to come. Yes, it's going to get really crazy in New York, and Mm -hmm. I think everyone's going to get all the violence that they want. Mm -hmm. And I think it's perfect timing for this kind of thing, also because we were talking about talking last week about the opening of the whole season, this montage of like, basically the fun has left the room at the Soprano household. Yeah. Things are, things are a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, that like last hour of a party where you're like, fuck, I wanted to keep going, but it's like, this sucks now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, that's really how it feels. And, uh, it's like, 
many of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> this, oh, the first minute was good. <laughs> yeah, NFZ, just like the last hour of a really long party. Uh, basically, uh, you know, we, we got that feeling like, you know, it's, it's the fun has sort of left the room, yada, yada, yada. Um, the thing though, is that it's a really great time for all of this violence and, and action to happen in New York because things mm. are, things are relatively mellow Jersey side. And I don't think that as far as like the bandwidth of the show, we could fit a whole lot of like crazy hijinks mm. in New Jersey in there with uh, with uh i mean we we have feech but this is mostly about mm-hmm. tony b's sort of you know ingesting being ingested back into the mafia right very slowly right which is much more than like an action-packed mafia type thing there's a lot of pool, right. pool parties and you know yeah things like that uh but all I'm saying is that it's it's just nice. We're going to get some real, like, hardcore New York action. We are, yeah. And uh, especially after season four, which was, again, great. Uh, one of the top seasons yeah. of the show. Yeah. But really not a lot of, you know, we're, we're getting a perfect mix of season four and then, like, three seasons three and one action and, you know, mob death and, yeah. uh, you know. Power the, struggle. The, yeah. The less... Actually, believe it or not, the less realistic side of the show. But still, you know, it's fun. Uh it just is. Listen, it just is. The the no, the, that's all fine. The, I wasn't the being... swift justice is just a fun thing to watch. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, to- it, to- it totally is, and like, and New York has a handful of real psychos. Yeah. Um. Like, I think that it's wise that they that they leave it to dudes like Phil Leotardo to be that crazy because, you know, like obviously, obviously, Sill and Polly have their hard side. Like that's not to be disputed, really. Mm-hmm. But like, could you really see Sill being as hardcore as some of the scenes that we're going to see over the next couple of episodes, you know, in terms of this power struggle? Like as as Phil might be. As Phil might be. Like it it wouldn't work character wise. It would be a little, it would be a little bit too funny. They're too high up. Yeah. There's no one really in the new, I mean, all they have is like Eugene, you know, (laughs) it's like the only mid-level guy that we have right now in, in New Jersey that, that we're really familiar with as an audience. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's going to get really fun and and it's, and it's, it is good timing because people complained about, you know, the fourth season yeah. and then we get it in a way that it can be more fun because we have less investment in these characters. Yeah. And I guess it's also like the New Jersey and New York mobs like that conflict is, is just more front and center. This mm-hmm. this I mean, normally it's just kind of like, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think, even think back. I guess there really haven't been too many conflicts so far. But there was you mean like between the weight, New Jersey and New yeah, York. I mean, there was the Ralph Cifaretto thing last season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think season three, like some of the garbage fires affected New York. But like for the most part, it hasn't been an all-out conflict, and we're really yeah. kind of moving towards that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 this funeral is a real. Is this a wake or this is a wake? This is a wake. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah. So basically, this wake. Um. It's, that doesn't just foreshadow that it's the beginning of it right you know and like and i think that little carmine freaking out about the opus day thing the opus day thing i think that what that really is about is saying like you know because they're kind of eyeballing each other johnny comes in happy as a clam basically because he, this happened yeah. i mean he's like i'm the boss now yeah exactly and, <laughs> he comes or, into ala black's i'm the man which i thought was a, <laughs> just an incredible music choice <laughs> maybe that's what the we are the champions is about you know <laughs> maybe, um, right. but he you know he he comes in and 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 he's like it's like he's at a party 
You know exactly. what I mean? And he's really happy, and Phil's really happy because he's Telling getting that. jokes. Yeah, and 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 little Carmine is not feeling great. And I think that the the significance of the Opus Day thing is, you know, little Carmine gets pissed about it partially because it's like it's super hardcore. Like it is. Know, I don't know much about it, but it's super hardcore. Yeah. Um. But the other thing is that he's he's really since. Carmine didn't name a successor as Tony explains to the audience that mm-hmm. they're, they're like freeze. And Tony comes out and explains <laughs> yeah. the, the New York mob war to the audience. Yeah. Um, like wonder Years style. <laughs> right. um, but you know, since he didn't name a successor, I think that, that Carmine is probably standing there and he really feels like he has an ax to grind as far as like, but he was my dad. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was closer to him and I'm clearly I'm the successor. Whereas like Johnny had this cl- much different relationship with him that was still really intense. But when he sees that Opus Day thing, that's like Johnny's world having a mark on his dad's world. And I think right. that's what pisses him off so much about it is because there's this there's all this stuff going on that he wasn't privy to because he was in Florida Down fixing wet t-shirt yeah, contests. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, so it's not so I much. I want to go to his wet t-shirt contest, oh, by the God, way. I, I think it. he'd probably throw a good one. You know? <laughs> I would agree. Um, yeah. So it's not so much about like the religious imagery or symbolism there as much as, as it's just Johnny like poking his beacon basically. And yep. this which, is, he, which he continues to claim he's not going to do. Right. But this is Carmine's passive aggressive way uh-huh. of getting back at him. You know, this is just another way the show is just kind of like he could directly address the actual issue between them. But instead he's just, he's pissed about some rosary beads, you know, I guess. Right. Exactly. And it, and it turns into basically a war. Uh, uh, Yeah. Like a lot of people are going to die because, because these two guys can't just like talk about their feelings. And there's going to be some washing machines and some boats and like, it's true. True. I thought that already happened, but you're right. That's, that's yet to, that's a couple episodes away. Right. Um, I did like the Dick on the Fiorello LaGuardia painting though. And we're past that, but like, I thought that was like really good burn. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, yeah, and we meet Phil. Phil just tells a funny joke about Jesus up on the cross. Appropriate for today, of course. We don't know if it was a funny joke. We only heard the end of it. That's true. The, the setup could have been very boring. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. That's true. Um, I guess uh, that's a nice little insight into his uh, kind of conservative religious uh, background that he'll he'll bring up quite a bit with the veto situation next season. Right, right. Uh, but aside from that, we don't really learn too much about him, which is a great like writer's rule that The Sopranos breaks there because like when you're writing a feature, any screenplay book you read will be like, we should know everything about the character after the, their first line of dialogue. And right. if you just saw that from Phil, you wouldn't really know too much about him. But well, at they, the same time, it is kind of in line with Phil. Well, it is in, so as we know and, it, but, but they kind of like they kind of put it off a little bit like the same thing with Tony B, you know, like we saw right. his face in episode one of this season. Right. And we don't meet him until episode two. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, imagine, I imagine there were a lot of people who saw the first episode. They're like, Holy shit. It's Steve Buscemi. <laughs> and he's not in that episode other than in, in a photograph, yeah. you know, bold. And I then like it. I think that was like really smart, but yeah. it's the same thing with Phil sort of, because you know, we know he's a guy who got out and, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And we know he's on Johnny's side. We don't know much about him. And then it, over the next couple of episodes, it's like very quickly, we just find out what a fucking heartless prick he is. You big know? time. Yes. Big so, time. Yeah. And in some like very, very good scenes, yeah. by the way, some of my absolute favorites. There's some great stuff coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, completely agree. So that's really good. And like, you know, who else do we have there? I mean, well, one of the th- one of the things that jumped out to me about that funeral scene is when Tony's in line to see the body, or what, I don't know what you call that when you're in line at a wake to see the body and the I, next of kin. 
if there's a term for it, I, I don't know. Do, I would just, do you, you queue up at you, a wake? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Something um, like that, yeah. Why can't, why can't they take a number? I was, like just, a deli? I was just going to say, they should take a number, and then you go up and have like a limited time with the body. Yeah, and then yeah. they click it, and they're like, 23, 24, you know? Ooh, I like Just this, in case actually. 24 left, right, you know, then they right. keep going. Um, but Tony's in line with that woman, and and he's like the body's not even cold yet and the woman's like no respect for anything these days yeah. you know i thought that was really interesting because tony sees this coming he's like uh oh right cuz little carmine and johnny are already yelling at each other and the body's not even cold right uh and this old woman is just like yeah i knew carmine in high school or whatever the fuck you know what i mean like so i i i just really loved that little simple exchange that he has with that that woman cuz yeah. they're like in agreement yeah, yeah. And we know it's on Tony's radar, so yep. this is going to be a thing. It's going to be a whole thing coming up. It's, this is quite a season. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a great season. Um, this first uh, first credited Matthew Weiner episode, at least, just FYI. As a writer? As a writer. I'm sure he had quite a bit to do with many episodes. If do you're you in know- a writer's room, you're working on everything, but you don't sure. always get the credit. You're yeah. like, it should be a blueberry pie. Yeah, and then, um, right, <laughs> exactly. I think that, I mean, one thing that I've heard Weiner say in interviews about Mad Men, because they're like, there's like a huge number of episodes where it's like written by Blank and Matt Weiner. Right. And basically, like I heard in an inter- interview, Matt Weiner say, like, he doesn't take a writing credit on the show unless he like completely rewrites your script. Uh, well, I or like think changes it's... like a load of shit. Well, I think actually that's the norm. But Matthew Weiner was like, no, no, no. Like, fuck that. I wrote a scene. Like, give me a credit. Okay. I think well, it was like, I was the, just wondering like what the, what the threshold, if you know anything about the threshold for J- David Chase in this situation, because like, well, he doesn't have a shitload of writing credits. Yeah. It's actually or more directing credits. He only directed the two, the first and last, but it's actually more of like a WGA union thing. And I, I forget how they really break it down, but it, it starts WGA? like the writers guild of America. Like oh. it's a writer's union. And they have set rules for like how much, you know, percentage wise, how much of this episode did you write? And so wow, that's people what, must really go tit for tit on that. I think a lot of times they do because I mean, residuals come into play and, yeah. and long and like, and it's one of those things where it's like they can't really take special cases because then that sets precedent for other cases in the future. Like they kind of have to kind of keep it like the oh. same for everybody, which is so that's why I'm not really sure how Matthew Weiner got away with that. See, Cause like but, in the music industry, like if I'm in the room and Kanye West is like writing a rap and I'm like, yo, you should talk about a speedboat. You get credit. I get an equal, you know, like yeah. it's just an unspoken rule. Yeah. That, like if we collaborate on a song and like, I like, I do most of the work, but you're sitting there and you're like, Hey, like, it should be raspberry beret, not strawberry beret. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's an equal partnership. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, and that's just the way that people have always done it. Cause it could go either way. And like, you can't, right. you can't put, you can't like quantify someone's contribution to a process. Well, yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? Yeah. But I think this would be like strictly almost like a page number thing because like when you're in the writer's room, it's right. like 12 to th- 12 to 15 people, let's say. I mean, I actually think it was smaller for this show, but like, you know, you have like a dozen people in a room. They're we all have like what? 300 at our writer's yeah, table. Just and, and, and they haven't seen the light of day in a long time. <laughs> just and they're just out. locked down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, normally it's like a dozen people in a room. They're all shouting out ideas. They all do have ownership over like the whole series and every episode. But mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. When it comes down to page numbers, that's how the WJ breaks it down. And there's like different rules too. Like if you ever see an ampersand between two people's names, if it was like written by Evan ampersand Brendan, that means that we both wrote 
the script, but not together in the same room. Oh. But if you see the word ands, that would mean that like we're a writing partner team and like we write together in the same room. There's there's like all different kinds of levels here so to like break it like down. Podcast podcasted by Evan ampersand Brendan because we never actually do this in person. I know. I'm, I can't wait to see your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to see what you look like. I hope it's like the pictures. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Kind of, there's all weird. There's weird stuff like that. And then I mean, but but if you're a showrunner like David Chase or Matthew Weiner, you ultimately are rewriting every script at some point. And, and, and you're probably guiding the process in the writer's the room. You're like, time, fuck yeah. that. That's not good. That's really good. Yeah. But like, so so he's sort of like the gatekeeper in a way because like maybe maybe he isn't the one shouting out ideas but he's the one at the head of the table being like that's a good idea we should use that. Yes. But then at that point the guy who had the idea gets the writing credit even though David Chase was like picking it. Right. Or it'll be something like like let's say if you pitch an idea mm-hmm. and then I went off and actually like physically sat down and wrote the script like you'll see on episodes it'll be like story by Evan written by Brendan or mm-hmm. written by Brendan. You might get a, you might get a writing credit there too. But like yeah so there's there's different ways to get credit like you get a story credit but not a writing credit. So like Chrissy would have gotten the story credit on Cleaver. Uh, right. And then, and then JT would have gotten written by, mm. yeah, something like that. Although yeah. Christopher probably would have just taken every, all the credit all together, right? For the, for the, for the, for the WGA health insurance, of yeah, course. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he needs something. Uh, so that's sort of how it works. I'm sure I got little details wrong there because generally if someone in the room is wrong, it's me. It's probably but the first time we've gotten a little detail wrong. Easily. This show. Only the first time. Easily yeah. the first time. Um, Okay, so I think that rats that rats up Rat Pack. Oh, and, uh, that's pretty <laughs> that good. Was, nope, that was a complete mistake. Uh, all right, we have a couple <laughs> questions this week. Um, this one comes from at uh, Pathetic Girl Twenty Three. Jesus. Listen, hey, come on. You need a little showmanship here. A little here. more self-esteem here. I don't want to hear that. Um, what are your favorite moments from the kids in the series? AJ, Meadow, Vito Jr. was specifically mentioned in this question, etc. Uh. I love Bobby's. How come we never heard of you? That's <laughs> I good. I think that that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his aim screen name. His aim screen. Yeah, Vlad six six six. Oh no, he's, he's, he's like Power Bob. Power Bob, right? <laughs> which just sounds like the name of a of a dildo company to yeah, me. But agreed. that might just be my thought. Um, agreed. I mean, there are so many good AJ moments. I know it's hard to pick. Like when he tries to kill himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when he tries to kill himself, when he has to delete all the porn from his computer because the FBI is coming. Yeah. Because there's no guy. Because <laughs> there's no guy. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Can clam chowder. Yeah. God, there's so there's so many. That's tough. I like... I mean, if you want to get serious, the AJ at the end of uh, at Jackie Senior's funeral when he's kind of putting it together, who his dad is, mm-hmm. is a great moment mm-hmm. when they kind of... When Tony winks at him at the cemetery... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Meadow, another small moment, but I love when when Tony goes to visit her at college and brings her the donuts, and they kind of like get into a little fight, and then he's like, "All right, let's go eat." Like, just a great moment. Yeah, that's really nice. Let's buy a fucking sweatshirt or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that shit. That shit's pretty good. Um, but Bobby, AJ's just comedy gold. Though. AJ is totally hilarious. Yeah. Like the shit that he said. Like the oh, you know what actually is what probably my favorite AJ moment is when he's working at Blockbuster oh. and he's he's, <laughs> have, he's having that argument with the dude over like the best way to hold a knife. He's like, then you have leverage and you fucking got him, you know, like right in front of his mom. That's a fucking great scene. It's hilarious. True. Forgot and he has about the that. sweet Moto flip phone. Hello, yep. Moto. Oh yeah. Remember wow. that shit? Oh yeah, of course. 
so those are our favorite moments, for I guess. Sh- for sure. Um, this one comes from at OG Nuglo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good one. Um, what are your favorite non-US cities to travel to and locations to play music in? That's for you. And this is for you. Are you planning on coming back to Berlin this year? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, that was the answer to the first question. At some point, Your favorite yeah, yeah. US city, non-US cities, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just went to Mexico City, mm-hmm. which was fucking awesome. Because uh, it, and it's also really cheap. Like it's cool. If I can, if I can, you know, start this off sounding like a redditor, as right. an American, right? Um, <laughs> it like if you travel in in the European Union. Or in uh, the UK, especially, your bank account just gets fucking drained it like does. really fast because yeah. the dollar has been shit. Yeah. Um, but being in Mexico was amazing. I thought that the app on my phone was broken, oh, telling me the... how much money I was spending. <laughs> um, it was very cheap, and people are very nice, and the weather was very nice. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful city, nice to walk around, and the food is just unfucking real. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, same with the mezcal. I just gave Brendan a bottle of mezcal. Very excited. Has has the worm in it. I've never done that. Yeah. I can't wait to eat just the worm. <laughs> We're going to eat the worms and then do a podcast. Yeah. And see if we trip out. You're supposed to trip, right? Yeah. yeah. This should be interesting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go be back in Berlin this summer, hopefully in July. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I want to I, I would love to go to Berlin. Yeah. You got to come. It's fucking, it's like, I've like, this is what I will say about Berliners is that I've never seen a group of people who work hard and play hard like they do yeah you know like like it's very things are very precise and people are really on the ball and then when it's time to party they just go so fucking hard i mean they're they're basically playing until 10 a.m when they start then working at 10 a.m right <laughs> like that's that sounds like berlin oh, i've definitely been like out on the weekend and it's like 8 a.m on a monday morning and someone's <laughs> like oh shit i have a meeting at noon and i'm like oh do you want to go back and sleep and they're like no, I mean, I'm saying we can go to one more club <laughs> before I go to work. And I'm just that's, like, are you fucking crazy? That's interesting. That's that's quite the lifestyle. I like it. Last time I was there, I like broke. I, I officially broke out of my body clock for the first time ever. I was just like catching sleep here and there. Yeah, it was really weird. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing, though. And I hear there's some great, great food out there as well. There is. Um, there is. I guess mine would be. Paris? I love Paris. Mm. Uh, yeah, probably Paris. I think I oh, had... I didn't answer the question. Paris is one of my favorite U.S. cities to play in. Yeah, U.S. cities. Or Paris, non- Texas. <laughs> yeah, Paris, Texas. <laughs> Paris is one of my favorite non-U.S. cities to play in. Like, yeah. like yeah. far and away. I love it. I had the best meals of my life in Paris, and so I'd probably say there. Loved Amsterdam, because obviously, it's just... I was like 21 when I went there. It was You're amazing. Really Dutch beer. Yeah. <laughs> I went for just the beer. Nothing else. Clogs. Um, and uh, yeah, Paris. <laughs> so those two. Um, here's another one uh, from at also wait I, actually you're a big fan of New Orleans which is basically a non-US city that's true actually it's the top I, of the Caribbean it, 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 that's very true it's subtropical it doesn't feel like you're in the US it feels like you've just comp- you're, it, it does feel like you're in a foreign country but in a and better way than Miami yes absolutely <laughs> Miami I uh, I don't have enough pastel clothing to fit into Miami and also <laughs> I would fry and yeah. just I would be dead I would be completely dead if I ever tried to actually go out in Miami um, here's one that I don't think either of us are qualified to answer, but we're going to try anyway. <laughs> should I buy or should I buy my next car or lease? I've never leased and I'm nervous about it. <sighs> Depends on where you live from what I hear. Right. Okay. Cause like if you like it, I like I was always thinking that I might lease a car if I ever got one, mm-hmm. but I was talking to someone about it. Like, and this is like totally hypothetical at this point, but 
I was talking to someone about it and they were like, well, if you live in New York and like you don't have a garage or something, then you should not lease because if there's like a ding on it, you have to pay to get it fixed, you know? Yeah. And it's like exorbitant to, to take care of that stuff when it's a lease. Cause you have to return it in like perfect shape or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. To get some value back, I guess. Right. I don't I guess. know. I, I, value, I, I wasn't really paying attention, but like, yeah. these are the terms we hear. Yeah. <laughs> We're exactly. just repeating the back to you guys. But, uh, but I thought that that was interesting. Um, good so to know. That's one thing. I feel like I always heard that leasing was not a good idea, but, I have no idea. We don't have an answer for you, unfortunately. <laughs> Do we know why? No, I, I, I'm, I know. Nope. I have no answer. We. When was the last time you drove a car? Um, last week. Okay. Okay. Well, for me, it's been more than a year. I would say. No shit, really. Uh, you drove th- last time we were in Pennsylvania. Okay, so it's been that was like July. So it's, it's been, been almost. <laughs> it's been almost a year. So for me, it's been one week. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. This is one about the show and it relates to this episode, I think. So at Horvay group asks, listen to Drea DiMatteo commentary on long term parking. She thinks that aid was the only innocent character who didn't want slash need from people. Do you agree? Is she the only innocent character on the show? I don't know. You take this. one. I mean, first of all, well, this is a secondhand account of commentary so i don't know that's true because this it sounds that sounds like a bit of a problematic statement to me uh uh well i mean i guess on on the one i sort of agree i mean like we were just saying she was she's certainly like for the audience one of the nicer people you can kind of relate to if you're like a regular person who's totally living the regularness of life but like at the same time you know, I mean, could you call her an enabler? She's ironing Chrissy's shirts. She's, you know, giving him money to, to go take to the restaurant. So, cause he's low man and needs to fit in with his mafia guys. And, I mean, it's and tough to she say. loves the shower of shoes that she gets. She does. You know? Yeah. But I, I do think she, like you were saying, unlike Carmela, I think she truly loves Christopher. However, sickening that might be. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's not so much like, I just can't see them. If they had been married like Tony Carmelo for like 25 years, I can't even really see her like divorcing him, even if like he brought a Gumar home, <laughs> you know, like Jesus. Yeah. I don't see her standing up for herself in the same way. Him so in those fucking videos, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I just don't see her. Maybe she would have grown up and been more mature, uh, but I just I, I had a hard time seeing her having some backup plan. I, I certainly find her to be the most innocent character who gets it and the most. uh She's the most relatable. Yeah, I guess you she know. Is, and like yeah. like I was saying earlier, she's endeared herself to the audience really, really well. Right. Um, but because she didn't ask for this, but I do think that she like she likes some of the perks. Yeah. I Although mean, she's not on the level of like Carmela or like a JoJo or a Janice, you know, where it's like right. It better mean more money. I need a new claw. You know. Yeah. She's not demanding anything from Christopher, and she also like supports his other dreams, which you can't mm-hmm. really say. Oh, but. that's a really good point. Yeah. So. And 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 you know when she gets found out, she really is just like we could just fucking move. Like let's right. do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I'm sold. Fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's, she's not a hundred percent innocent, but she's certainly, no, of course not. it's, it's, it's tough what happens to her. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Um, last one. This is from, this is from, sorry, hold on. 
this is from A Welcome Distraction. He just read both the Iceman books and the... Uh, he just read both Iceman books, The Mafia Contract Killer. HBO did a little show about him. I remember. saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your favorite real-life mafia and or true crime books? I don't know. That one? <laughs> I would say... <laughs> I've never read any, I think. Yeah, I, well... Was there a Goosebumps one about that? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I used to love reading Gangland News, but I think I have to pay for it now, but he was like a New York Daily News guy who like started a blog. Wow, no way. Yeah, but that was like way back when. I love that. I guess really the mother of all true crime books is still In Cold Blood by Truman Capote, and I still think that's the best one. I and haven't read that. It's it's really, really well done. And yeah, I would say that's or... I read a looming tower, which is kind of about nine eleven, which I thought was fantastic. The looming tower, excuse mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. So those the looming two. tower of Pisa, mm -hmm. of course. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, all right, last last one. This is from at Gorog twenty two. Who would you play? Who would play you in the NFC movie? Who would play us in the NFC movie? Shit. All right, you go first. <sighs> Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. No way. Who would play me in the NFC movie? Probably you more of a bam. <laughs> yeah, more of a bam. I'm an April Margera. I think. Uh, no, who would play me in the? Who's young and hot? Hot as fuck. Vanessa Hudgens. Fra James Franco. James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, <laughs> you play both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be one of those weirdo James Franco movies where he plays two podcasters in the same movie. I I I, I would be down with that. I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah, Schwarzenegger I think would be yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, totally, definitely totally. Schwarzenegger or um, uh, Spader. Spader. <laughs> I don't know. Just not Spader. Names are popping into my head. Uh, <laughs> James Spader. Um, it could be uh, maybe the guy that played Joey from Friends. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, right. actually, you know what? Matt LeBlanc would play you, and uh, Matthew Perry would play me, I think. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's the NFC movie right there. <laughs> Those two together. Yeah, and Schwimmer just, occasionally comes by. It's just kind of about the regularness of life. Pretty much, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for today, I think, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Rat Pack, we answered some questions. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll be back next week to talk about Where is Johnny? The shit's really going to hit the fan. I'm excited. I'm very excited for season five. Me too. Uh, as always, I mean, hey, tweet us anytime throughout the week for, for some questions. Right, we'll right. take them at any point. And... Um, subscribe on iTunes tell your grandma about us tonight at Easter dinner um, <laughs> yep. you know yep. do all those things and good things will to the, come to you you could listen to the episode together with your grandma I think you yes agreed I think families should listen to this stuff together for sure yes, yes. we are a family show uh, family, all right family is the most important thing it's not that's the government what, that's what they say <laughs> that's what they say uh, all right we'll be back next week thanks for listening no no thank you Bye. <laughs> <laughs>